podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Wednesday after Liverpool 2, Rangers 0 in the Champions League at Anfield. A comfortable win for the most part for Liverpool. Rangers are not good and were not good. Any opportunities they did have were largely of Liverpool's own making. The Reds went one up on seven minutes. A gorgeous Trent Alexander-Arnold free kick from the edge of the box, finding the top corner. From there, it was one-way traffic. Liverpool dominant. Rangers putting zero pressure on the ball, allowing Thiago and Henderson acres of space in midfield. Not pushing out on the fullbacks, just packing their box and hoping that we'd struggle to break them down. They needed their goalkeeper to be on top form. He made probably four very good saves in that first half. Mostly, it must be said, from Darwin. Liverpool should have scored again, but didn't on 53 in the in, sorry, should have scored again in the first half, but didn't. In the second half, Liverpool went 2-0 up on 53 minutes. A Mohamed Salah penalty after Luis Diaz had been brought down in the box. Again, it continued to be one-way traffic, but we didn't create as much in the second half. The keeper did make another very, very good save, this time from Diogo Jota. And the game went a little bit flat. They got back into it then on around 60 and started to have a bit of pressure. Jurgen made changes on, I think, 67, seven, 60, between 67 and 70. We regained control. And then he decided on 77 to bring on James Milner and Harvey Elliott. And we just looked really poor for the last 10 minutes or so. And they had two good opportunities. Uh, one through Robbie Matondo and one through... Antonio Cholak. Um, all in all, you take the win, especially the form that we've been in. And there were promising signs in the performance. But it is a little bit concerning that we didn't score an open play goal. Just a little bit. Not massively, but a little bit. What was promising and what was something I, I, I was really happy to see was Klopp moving to 4-2-3-1 away from the 4-3-3. And the system worked really well. And obviously Trent had been given instructions as to where he was to play, as had Henderson. And we saw much more discipline from the two of those in particular. 
Salah had much more freedom to roam in off the right wing. He wasn't trapped out there the way he has been in the 4-3-3. It all just looked a bit more cohesive. They looked more like a team. Again, aided by the fact that they're playing a team that would be mid-table in the championship and came with the only intention being, let's not get battered here. But all things considered, the 4-2-3-1 was a success. And when Fabinho and Firmino came on for the 10 minutes until he ruined it by putting Milner and Elliot on, it actually made even more sense. It looked, the shape looked better. There was more control to it. When he brought on Milner and Elliot, he went back to 4-3-3 and all of a sudden we became easy to play through again. So, you know, maybe just put that one to one side for a couple of weeks, Jürgen. Maybe till after the World Cup. Maybe put the 4-3-3 to one side until after the World Cup. All things considered, I thought pretty much everybody played well last night. Alisson made two big, big saves. Trent was outstanding. Matip had a really good game. One bad moment when Matundo did him a bit too easy. Virgil looked more like Virgil. Costas had a good game. His crossing could have been a bit better. Uh, the captain had a good game. Solid 7 out of 10. Some really good passes. Had a couple of iffy moments defensively. Ryan Kent spun him once and sent him the wrong way another time. Wasn't a great look. But overall, a much better performance. Now, of course, because it's that specific player, BT dedicated the whole post-match to it, and social media would have you believe that this was Lothar Mateus in the 1990 World Cup semi-final, that this was Roy Keane against Juventus in the Champions League in Turin all those years ago, that this was Steven Gerrard in... Cardiff against West Ham or in Istanbul against AC Milan, second half and extra time. It was a 7 out of 10 performance. There was a lot of good and some bad. He wasn't the best of the two central midfielders. Thiago was considerably better, especially off the ball. On the ball, they were about even. Off the ball, Thiago did a lot of the heavy lifting. But it worked as a pair. Salah, oh, Thiago was 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 good. Again, 7, 7.5 out of 10. Salah, I thought, was very good. Caused them a lot of problems. Had some problems with Barisic. But Rangers came and played a back five, a flat back five. And basically just put two players on Salah. Uh, Jota had some good moments. I do think that shape would have worked better. I said it on Raw last night, and I've been thinking about it since. I think that shape would have worked better with a more technically proficient player in there. A Fabio Carvalho, a Bobby, even a Harvey Elliott. Curtis, if he was fit. Luis Diaz had another very good game, as, as he always does. And he was probably the best player on the pitch for me. Uh, other, maybe other than Trent, but I, I probably would lean it to Diaz. And Darwin, I thought, had a good game. He caused their back line a load of trouble. 
his movement is absolutely outstanding. He makes really willing runs into the channels. His hold-up play was good. His touch was good. He struck the ball very, very crisply. You'd like to see maybe a little better placement on the shots, but it's small steps here. He He's working his way in, and I think he's going to be absolutely fine. Rangers came and played a back five, which was surprising. Now, they played 3-4-3 against Napoli, but it was 3-4-3. Oh, sorry, it was 3-5-2. But it was an actual back three with wing backs. This was a flat back five. This was a flat back five. Those full backs never crossed the halfway line until the second half. Played two holding midfielders sat in front of that back five. They came to park the bus. And in many ways, they succeeded because, like I said, we only scored from set pieces, free kick and penalty. But we did enough to open them up a few times, and you just would have liked to see us been a little bit more clinical in the finishing. Um, I've seen a lot of people say the team should stay the same for Arsenal. You're either underrating Arsenal, and I think Arsenal are a bit fugazi, I think they're being massively overhyped. But people are underrating them. Or either that or you're overrating Rangers massively. Rangers are garbage. Like, garbage. Ajax walloped them. Napoli walloped them. The Napoli game could have been six. And that was at Ibrox. And it could have been six. So, I wouldn't really take too much from last night other than the shape change was good warranted and worked we'll play them again in a week um it'll be tougher up there because the the ibrox crowd is outstanding but like i said napoli went there and walloped them so that's the bar we need to go there and and put on a bit of a performance um, on this is Anfield, plenty of post match coverage, change in shape, and Trent's response. Five talking points from Liverpool to Rangers nil. Uh, player ratings done by Mark Delgado. We don't have player ratings up, so I'll do these ones. Uh, Ali seven, fair, Trent eight. Joel, 7. Virgil, 8. Costa, 7. Henderson, 7. Much more restrained and better placed off the ball compared to our woeful three-man midfield alignment of late. The nominally more defensive of our double pivot and open play. Don't know that I agree with that when you look at the statistics, but Henderson was content on this occasion to play it short from deeper, but did also produce two fine uh, through balls, yet one loft and one low to open up the Rangers' defence. Turned far too easily more than once. That's fair. Didn't cause any damage ultimately, so a step forward was still areas to work on. He looked like he got tired around 60 as well. He did look like he got tired. Now, he didn't look happy to be going off, but he was really blowing out of his arse by that point, so I think it was fair. Thiago, eight. Mo, eight. He's given Mo man of the match. Um... Jota 8, Diaz 8, and Darwin 7. 
I don't think anyone can really argue that. I I wouldn't have said Mo man of the match, but he would have been in my top three with Trent and with Diaz. So fair enough. Uh, those are far better than I'm sure we'll see from the Echo and and the fan extension of the Echo. Um, Napoli maintain lead above Liverpool with six goal win over ten man Ajax. So yeah, the other game in our group last night was uh, a bit of a trouncing. Ajax won Napoli six in Amsterdam. Uh, Ras. Uh, Kudu's put Ajax one up. Um, Raspadori scored, Di Lorenzo scored, Zielinski scored, Raspadori scored again, Kavicha scored, then Dusan Tadic got sent off, and then Giovanni Simeone scored. 23 shots for Napoli last night, 13 on target, compared to 8 and 2 for Ajax. 57% of the ball for Napoli. And remember, Tadic only got sent off with 20 minutes to go. So the numbers didn't skew all that much after the sending off. Napoli just trounced them. Absolutely trounced them. They are the real deal. Like right now, City aside... I'm not sure I'd fancy anybody to beat Napoli straight up. I don't know that I'd fancy Bayern to beat them because Bayern don't have that goal scorer. And Bayern's right back, Masrawi, I think would struggle against Kavicha. Barca have started the season really well. Again, I, I don't think I'd fancy them to beat this Napoli team playing like this. And remember, this Napoli team playing like this last night did not have Osman up front. So he has to come back into this. And you'd guess Raspadori probably moves out to the right wing and plays from there. Uh, maybe a little bit narrower than what Chucky Lozano's playing. Don't think I'd fancy Real to beat them. Now, if you told Real it was for the European Cup, then Real will just find ways to win because they're like zombies when it comes to that competition. But Napoli are just unbelievable right now um jordan henderson's jordan henderson on captain's role in giving teammates kick up the backside Jeez, you want to give himself a kick up the backside because he's been our worst player for two years media praise trent alexander arnold genius as new system proves success molly thinks the media are full of absolute nonsense um, on to Liverpool.com six Liverpool moments Reddit spotted versus Rangers Liverpool have found their Roberto Firmino successor as Jurgen Klopp transfer question answered who's this oh Diogo Jota no 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 he's not a Firmino replacement not a successor, not in any way. Liverpool interested in 72 million Bayern Munich transfer as Jurgen Klopp wants next Sadio Mane. Right. This is about Jamal Musiala. He's nothing like Sadio Mane. He's not the next Sadio Mane or anything of that nature. He would also cost an awful lot more than 72 million. 
and there's zero chance that Bayern would sell. Liverpool just unlocked scary Mohamed Salah evolution as Costa Simicus moment shows double fix. Darwin Nunes chat demonstrates unseen Jurgen Klopp attributes as Liverpool get big benefits. Luis Diaz is de- is rapidly developing his own Liverpool trademark and it helps sink Rangers. Uh, five things spotted in Liverpool versus Rangers as Thiago quietly superb and Jurgen Klopp finds fix. Uh, yeah, so plenty to have a look at there. Uh, there is a good, the bad and the ugly piece out on AnfieldIndex.com written by myself. It was written, I should say, before last night's game. It was published this morning, but it was written before last night's game. So um, just bear that in mind. Um, Podcast-wise, there is an epically long post-match raw, uh, which includes a chat about Dick Turpin, a little bit of mention of carry-on, of the carry-on films, uh, Sid James and Gang. Uh, there's a few tangents in there that are are, are well worth a listen. Uh, myself, Trev, and Jim Boardman. And uh, I, I do think it's one of the better roles we've done in in a while. I actually, I think it was... I, I haven't listened back, but doing it at the time, it felt like it was a lot of fun to do. Um, so, yeah, go and check that out. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.